staring down any further inquisition. But the waitress doesn't bother to search for holes in my explanation. Oh, okay, she says, and leaves the leather-bound bill in front of me. I smile widely until I can see she's cleared the lobby and is out of sight. My real name is Ella Warren, or Isabella Warren, as it says on my credit card in question. I am an undercover reporter for the celebrity gossip magazine and website, The Life. I'm aware Bella isn't exactly the most discreet alias, but when I started this job, I didn't think celebrity reporting needed a CIA-worthy nom de plume. Now I know better. The majority of the time, my job does indeed feel like a black ops mission. This waitress was relatively easy. But what if another, smarter waiter caught on? The Chateau Marmont has a strict no-media policy on the premises. And if I'm discovered, I'll be banned. I get a byline. Ella Warren on my stories and sightings. So I created Bella the first time I made a reservation. Sometimes I wish I actually were Bella. She's the girl that has the confidence to own any room she enters. She's the one on the lists to the most exclusive parties and restaurants around town. She's the one that glides past the velvet ropes and receives the texts with addresses for after parties before the lights in the club come on at the end of the night. In reality, Bella is a mere figment of everyone's imagination, and it needs to stay that way. I grab the goblet holding the remainder of my rosé and chug it. After I annihilate mine, I reach across the table and grab Jessica's. Do you think she bought it? I ask. Jessica is my oldest friend in Los Angeles. She is a Venice Beach bon vivant, the soul of casual essence. Though you'd think she and I would clash, we've always clicked. We were English majors at college together and have known each other for eight years, which is the equivalent to 20 years in this town. You're fine, she says. I wouldn't worry about it. She's the sane friend I can always count on to talk me down when I'm on the verge of checking into the hospital for exhaustion. This is why Jessica is one of my ride-or-die friends. She always has my back, and I never have to question her motives. Because we met before I worked for The Life, or she was a blogger extraordinaire. Our friendship is genuine, and unless she's at work with me, we never talk about celebrities. Our conversations always have and still do revolve mostly around boys who we like, who we used to like but now hate, which ex's picture we bet we would see on the news, who we secretly wish would send an out-of-the-blue text saying they missed us and begged to get back together. In college, we had a standing date every Sunday night so we could recap our weekends. We'd open a bottle of the best wine we could afford and sprawl across my living room couches, clad in our velour tracksuits, eating greasy pizza and watching as much reality TV as my DVR would hold. We'd talk until one or both of us passed out. Jess was a sport, and even though she didn't like pepperoncinis, she let me order pepperoncinis on those pizzas. There are very few people I like enough to consume a food that isn't appetizing to me. But I'd do it for Jess, and she did it for me. Jess has parlayed her degree into the lifestyle blog, Martini Olives Count as Dinner, which has gained her a fair share of local notoriety. She's one of the few people who's always liked me for Ella, and I trust her. In Hollywood, the only thing more difficult than getting cast in a Netflix pilot is finding real friends. It's almost impossible to meet people that don't have an agenda. 
Sadly, many friendships here are like celebrity relationships. Despite promises and social media proclamations to the contrary, more often than not, they last for a finite period of time. As friends aren't required to sign confidentiality agreements, you can imagine that after an acrimonious split, gossip about both parties spreads faster than a fire in the Hollywood Hills. A few years ago, an ex-friend of mine started blabbing about how I was escorted out of the Dior store on Rodeo Drive by security, through no fault of my own, and the story even made it all the way around town to my esthetician. My arm is still shaking from my encounter with the waitress when I pull out the bill. I have a generous expense account that's enough for dinner and two glasses of wine. Well, three glasses if my guest and I decide to skip dessert. I'm not supposed to surpass it, even for the tip. But since I was cross-examined only moments ago, I'm going to leave a bonus. I purposely ignored...